Welcome to the Sport Cody Show, episode 85. It's all NBA tonight, so Twain is back. How are you, bro? Good, bro, good. Been a minute, eh? Yeah, been a little while. Good to have you back on. Keeping busy? Yeah, good to be back. Good to chat and uh, talk about the the association again. Yeah, plenty of stuff to talk about tonight. And Aiden is here as per norm. How you, bro? Yeah, good, bro, good. How's those Hornets? Going all right? Yeah, they are. They're going good. One again today. Uh, I, I, I spoke it into existence, bro. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, plenty all NBA tonight. We're gonna we're talking about a certain article that Bleacher Report put out too. Top twenty four players under the age of twenty four. We think their rankings are a little bit fucked up. So we're gonna talk about that later but first we're going to have a yarn about our own teams because we haven't done that in a while and then just go around the association a bit and have a have a yarn about some of the main talking points of what's been going on so yeah twain man good to have you back on as we Mm. said before philly um the simmons sagas continues we don't need to talk about that too much i don't think Mm. there's too much bro to go over about there um but yeah man you all backups going to sacramento take them out um Mm. You guys have done all right without without Embiid too. So, yeah, yeah how, how are you assessing the season so far for Philly? Um, not too bad given what's going on. Um, the earlier part, the first ten games, they were eight and two, and clearly on top of the Eastern Conference. And then fucking, you know, mo- half the team got COVID, which was really shitty timing. Um, and then you know they've just you know been just trying to chug along as we go, but even though they've lost. Uh, seven of their last ten or whatever it is, I've been really encouraged by the play of their, you know, their backups and of a certain young point guard that's taking off. Um, like Georges Niang's come in and he's given them valuable minutes as a stretch four that they didn't have last season with Mike Scott in the rotation. Like just having Niang come in as as a replacement for Mike Scott has been absolutely fucking a godsend for us. Because Mike Scott was yeah. horrible last year. Um, just couldn't even play him in certain moments. But Niang, you can actually trot him out there and he can do some things. Um, I've been really impressed, even though I know your guys' thoughts on Drummond. Um, we've all had our jokes and whatnot about him. <laughs> but he's but he's held it down pretty well without Joe being around. Um, you know, he's rebounding, playing hard. Like, it must be a thing with Doc that he always gets these young athletic centers and he just seems to be able to get the best out of them like he's playing a bit more defense than usual I, I, that's just me looking outside in but it feels like his effort levels are a bit higher this season compared to last the last couple of years that he's been playing and then obviously the big story for these last couple of games has been Tyrese Maxey like just the improvement from year one to year two fucking Ben Simmons could learn a thing or two from him but um, <laughs> just the scoring just he can get anywhere on the court he wants like he's super fast like feels like he can get to the rim relatively easy um you know he's that like jump... a 28 year old vet hey yeah just real just smart play yeah i get a lot of um mike conley in memphis vibes with him yeah. just knows what mm. he's doing like just doesn't you know the numbers like the scoring numbers obviously good but like he doesn't Low have the... turnovers yeah, um, I saw a stat today. Like he had the lowest or lowest turnover ratio to scoring ratio or something since Jordan in '91. Oh wow! So, yeah, or something like that. Well, I can't remember the exact stat, but it was something 
that he was compared to Jordan in this in terms of his low turnover and for a young guard that's massive but overall like I'm pretty happy with what they've done so far given the COVID situation um, I'm interested to see when they get all the guys back I think Joe's back on Saturday and Tobias should be back as well I just want to see their whole starting five and then their bench guys all together because the bench seems like they've gone really better this year as well just a lot more depth, eh? and that's where mm. Drummond's can sort of excel. He's like in, in a, such a bit of role, <clears throat> mm. even though he has been starting and stuff. But there's more pressure on him now to look, man. You gotta play the right way. Like we can't mm. trying to be a fucking point guard out here. Like mm. you gotta play to your strengths. And if Drummond plays to his strengths, he, he's fine. Like I always mm. said that in Detroit, and that's where he went wrong when he thought he was more than what he actually was. But mm. But oh, he's still a great rebounder and stuff. Yeah. Athletic as athletic as hell as as well. You know, six ten can fucking leap out of the building. Um I think Doc has a lot to do with that as well. Like we saw a similar thing with DeAndre Jordan when Doc first got to the to the Clippers. Like DeAndre was just this raw athletic prospect that just, you know, was just, you know, just it just looked like a young like puppy just didn't know what to do. And then yeah. Doc got him in for a couple of years and just, you know, taught him the ropes, taught him the ropes, taught him the ropes. And then, he, you know, he turns himself into an all-NBA defensive center. Like, uh, I think not to that level, but I feel like if Doc has Drummond around for the next, you know, for the season anyway, like just, you know, hammering him, you've got to be our anchor. You've got to be our anchor. Like, I think he's going to be a valuable contributor, especially towards the mid-season time because, you know, Joe's bound to miss some time. He's already missed, you know, eight games or whatever it is to COVID. So, um, yeah, he's going to be leaned on a lot um, this season for the Sixers. Yeah, Aiden, what are your thoughts on the Sixers so far? Yeah, um, I'm I'm surprised at how good Max has gone. Like I I thought he was be good. I um I picked him up in in fantasy last year. Mm. Um, so I thought he would he had promise, and he showed glimpses of it. There was a stretch where someone was injured last season. It might have been Ben as well, and he started, and he went on a real hot streak of like it was mm. like five or ten games. Uh, he mm. was scoring like thirty points or whatever. Um, so yeah, but but like yeah, the, like you guys touched on the uh, the low turnovers is is a big thing for a young guard um, who has had the ball in his hands more than most people would in that situation um, because of the injuries to to Joel and and you know the whole Ben thing. So it's um. Yeah, pretty cool to see. Also, Seth Curry averaging a career high in scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, shooting 41% from three, which is, I think that's just the standard for him. But yeah, 16 points a game. Um, really I cool think to he's... see him succeed. I think he doesn't get enough credit because of his more famous brother. I think he's a 50-40, oh, he's close to 50-40-90. I read the other day he, or something. He's, he, oh, he's... Is, he is at, yep, he's yeah. at 50% from the floor. Uh, 41% from three and 93% from the free throw. So mm. I think he's the only 50-40-90 in the league at the moment. Mm. Yeah, he's been so. good. And that's that's why I was saying before was like, I can't wait to see them all back together. Like it's been a mm. pretty, you know, it's been a pretty fucked up start to the season for them, to be honest. Like, you know, they started really good, had that early role and then COVID just smashed them and, I just want to see them all together. They they starting five solidified. That bench with Milton and Korkmaz and Maxi. You know, Maxi, I don't know what's going to happen if Maxi's going to stay in the starting lineup or not. Um, probably uh, more than likely. Yeah, yeah I, would I think he should. There. Yeah, I think yeah. he should too. 
um and just you know getting you know i just want to because that bench like it's coming together really nicely so like i just want to see them how they are with a full healthy lineup and i think if they're healthy for a long period of time they can cause some teams some problems yeah i think you just like it builds good depth like mm. i think you've got like solid backups in every position now yeah like if, like when the gets back drummond only needs to play like you know 18 minutes a game sort of thing like mm. And then you'll have yeah, Milton can come come in sort of do what Maxie's doing to a certain mm. extent. And then, Matisse, yeah, yeah, yeah man, like Corkmas, the depth finally. Corkmas is like you know he's become fourth one of those. Quarter, Korkmaz. Yeah, fourth quarter. I think I don't know about now, but when I was last time I saw, it, he was like one of the leaders in fourth quarter scoring. Like yeah, he throughout. was he was like third in the league yeah. in fourth quarter scoring. Yeah, so mm. like just having someone like that off your bench as well, like they've built. A really good solid foundation there I just i just need those you know we need our anchors to come back and solidify it like you know Embiid and harris they're the anchors they need to you know set the table for everyone else and then i don't know about what's going to happen with simmons um you know i think at this point it's become a bit too you know untenable to the point that they can't bring him back into the team because they'll ruin chemistry so like but i i would I was kind of thinking about it the other day. Like, it would be interesting to see, you know, a five with him, Harris, Embiid, Curry, and Maxi. I just want to see it, see what it looks like, because mm. it it solves a lot of the issues that they've had in the past, where they need that creating point guard, that ball creating point guard, and they've got it now. And Simmons can do some other things. Maybe he can do some cuts. He can do some screens. He can post up a little bit more. He doesn't have to necessarily be the dominant ball handler. Like, I would like to see that five, but obviously with the issues going on between him and management i don't see that happening anytime soon i think that's the whole trouble with simmons he could mm. do this and he could do that. Mm, yeah <laughs> could or would have should have yeah could or would have should have yeah yeah it's gonna come down to him unfortunately and mm. yeah uh yeah just his mindset just needs to be right but yeah i think that is in a different uni yeah it's unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> uh, aiden your hornets um Obviously, there's been some highs and lows, but mm-hmm. generally pretty positive. Um, got some good wins too, but also a couple few sort of bad losses in there as well. Um, one really that, bad one. How would you rate the season so far? I mean, they're sitting. Oh, are you sitting fifth. fourth? Fifth. fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I'm really stoked with with how it's been. Um, I still think. We have our issue inside, and we still need a better perimeter defender. But you know, seeing um, the leap up from Miles, uh, the Mallow's taken another step. Um, Kelly Oubre's been solid off the bench. Uh, Cody Martin has actually been really good for us off the bench. He's actually mm. been with PJ missing so much time. Cody Martin's actually stepped in, and um, he's rebounding well. He's actually scoring well. Um, obviously, just needed to get rid of his shit brother. To, to unlock him. Well, he's playing um, in Miami. He's, yeah, he's playing. Yeah. 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 Um, and and Rosier's getting getting his um, groove back. He's had two massive games in a row now. Uh, he had a bit of a rough start and battling injuries, but yeah, his last two games have been um, been been quite good. Uh, yeah, we just need to sort out the center position because Plumlee, for whatever PJ's reason, it's just, too, it's just not so. working. Uh, PJ's missed uh, ten or eleven games. Mm. Um, they've actually been playing Miles Bridges at centre at points. Um, 
yeah, but yeah, whatever reason, Plumley just it, it's not working. He's only averaging less than seven points. He's seven boards, which is okay, but um, he's the worst free throw shooter in the league at the moment, thirty four percent. He's been he's been bad. Like even yeah, just all the all the numbers are down across the board, and he's playing the same amount of minutes as he did in Detroit last year too. Mm. But, no, it, like it's not a drop in minutes that's caused them to score less or anything. It's just for whatever reason, it's it's not working. I just don't think he's a good good fit here. Yeah, unfortunately, just style, eh? Just style. Yeah, just completely yeah. different. So we still to, need a, to Detroit with Lamelo running the show there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's something that's um, been cool to see. Lamelo's getting more minutes now. He's he's had a few games of like 37, 38 minutes. Um, whereas last year he was sort of limited. He would always come out, um, you know, with like seven minutes left in the, in the first quarter, and he would sit big chunks, and he'd only end up playing like 28 minutes a game, I think. So he's 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 getting more trust in him, and it's it's starting to show. He's not shooting great percentages, but he's he's hitting them when they count. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's at 20 points, uh, eight rebounds, seven and a half assists, and two steals a game at the moment. So. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty stoked. We got a uh, big win. We given Golden State one of only the two losses. Mm. Yeah, uh, we beat Washington twice. Once when they were first in the East, and then once again just recently. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of rough games. Sacramento, we lost by thirty. That was a that was a weird one. Um, but yeah, we've beaten Indiana twice. Like we're we're winning the games that we need to win. Um, like a game against Orlando today, like we played like shit, but we still pulled out the win. Mm. Uh, and that's something last year we would have sort of collapsed and and choked, and you know Lamelo would try and do too much. Although he did try, he missed botched the South Alley oop today. So that was yeah. <laughs> yes. Shout out to JT for you know with the LOL Melo thing. Yeah. Bloody. Oh, I, saw that. I was like, man, I can't <laughs> wait till Aiden sees this. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you're. I told you, I told you in preseason, bro. Like I told you, they will be, they'll be good. I, I just had this feeling that, you know, they were gonna, they, they've got so many weapons, man. Like they just can't, you can't just game plan for it. Um, yeah, you can't game plan for any specific one because they've got so many guys. And I think with your, the big thing for me with the Hornets this year is like fucking Miles Bridges becoming Sean Marion 2.0. <laughs> like fucking yeah. play, just playing out of his mind. Like I was like, fuck, he's switching on guys. He's defending bigger dudes. I'm like, man, this is like real Sean Marion like in Phoenix days. Like he's mm. become so mess- like key to your guys, you know, your success so far that um, fuck, he got to be in the picture for an all-star birth, surely. Like I would say so. He's got to be in the discussion, yeah. Yeah, like really good. So- yeah, this is why I wasn't too worried when we didn't come to um, to an extension, agree on an extension with him, because I knew he's the type of guy that would bet on himself. Um, and you know the the I think by it was uh, Mitch that said, okay, we want you to prove it. You know, the, he they he turned down the four year sixty mil and said he said he's worth more, and then Mitch said prove it, and so he's like, okay, sweet, I will, and he is. Mm. He's definitely proving it. So yeah, but he's he's staying a Hornet. Oh, I'm not, vers- not worried about the offseason. Ver- versatile as hell, man. Like his playmaking's yeah. gotten way better this year as well. Like yeah, it's just insane improvement f- from last year. But we did, like I said to you earlier this year too. Like 
we did see sprinkles of it the last 15 games or so last yeah. season like you yeah. could just see the you know he's starting to figure shit out so like it's been really cool to see him you know take that next step yeah yeah the only thing his his three-point shooting has not been great this year mm. um he's he's had some really good games but then he he's taken some some bad shots and yeah that, that percent is is a bit low mm. but he'll, he'll get it back up i think he'll get yeah. it back up the best thing like if you look at the hornets so far they've, they've had one of the toughest schedules if not the toughest yep so we, far we were uh i think we were uh a couple of days ago we had literally the toughest um schedule and we were 10 and 9 yeah, yeah. and we and, had the the toughest schedule in the nba yeah and you're you're the second best three point shooting team in the league third highest scoring team in the league with, with one of the toughest schedules. So to me, and you're one of the best passing teams in the league. So to yep. me, and your free throw shooting has been one of the worst. So to me, like that's an area you can improve if you start hitting your free throws too. Mm. Like to me, there's, that's just major potential there. Like if you're scoring and passing with one of the hardest schedules, like to me, it should make things easier coming up for the rest of the season and if you get your free throw shooting up there but like you're gonna to me your trajectory is going up so mm. yeah i think you're in a really good spot here i think if you can add that big you know if m plums isn't working out as good and and you know washington's been out but if you can add another big in there i think you guys are going to be pretty set for, for mm. a decent little run here so yeah i like uh, where you're heading nick, nick richards has shown uh potential when he's gotten minutes um, there's a lot of Hornets fans that are calling for him to actually start instead of Plumlee. Mm. Um, he's Maybe, like, he's yeah. big. He's a legit seven footer, um, but he's quite quick and athletic as well. Mm. So, yeah, but he's he's young, and there'll be definite growing pains if he well, goes. What do you That's, think? What do you think? Uh, about that? It's uh, I think, I mean, it can't get much worse than Plumlee. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing with the thing with Plumlee though is that he he's a very smart player. So even if he's not scoring, even if the ball's not going in the hoop, he doesn't find himself completely fucking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like he'll be in the right place defensively, even if he's not a great interior defender. He's like he reminds me of Cody Zeller in that sense. Mm, yeah. Um, and he is still a good rebounder, better than anything we've got. But I think if we were losing, I would definitely say, yeah, Chuck Nick Richardson. What's the point in in starting Plumlee? Um, but I think if if Plumlee keeps being this bad, uh, I think I think we have to have to give it a shot. Well, um, there's a certain yeah. um, center in Sacramento that would fit your team perfectly, and he his minutes oh. are dropping very very much. So the last maybe five games or so, he was averaging like 34 minutes a game, and now I think the last three or four games it's down to like 26, 27, losing minutes Is to. Sure? Yeah, he's losing minutes to fucking um, uh, what's his face, uh, dickhead from Kardashians. Um, Thompson. Oh, yeah, Tristan. Tristan yeah. Thompson. Oh, gross. Yeah. I thought yeah. Thompson had a um, big about the whole organization. And I yeah, <laughs> I actually haven't um, watched the Kings game in a little while. I pushed for them to sign Rashawn Holmes this off season. Mm. He would literally be a perfect fit. He can run with us. We're third in pace. Yeah. Um. So he would he would fit in there perfectly. He's a good interior defender. He's a good. He's actually quick enough to defend on the perimeter too, if need be. Mm. Um. He 
he hasn't shot the three in Sacramento, but I know he has that capability. I, he mm. used to shoot it. It might have been in Phoenix or maybe Philly. He actually mm. shot it at a decent rate. Yeah. Um, um, I think it was Phoenix. Yeah. I think I think mm. that's right. I remember correctly because a lot yeah. of times when he was at Philly, um, he was the energy big for us. Like, so pick and roll, yeah. just fucking diving to the hoop and, you know, big ass dunk on the end of it or whatnot. So, so he, was, um, he was a Trez type. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. Like, if you could somehow get him off get him into that system and fuck he you know mm. that it would be a massive upgrade for your for your lot just fits a lot yeah, better yeah. Eh? like m plums isn't right sprinting down the floor you know to finish and transition it's just not as no mm. and I, I think that's where the the fit is wrong is that we're a fast team and yeah plumley's just not that guy yeah. the, the pistons we've we've played very sl- like slowish under casey like I yeah. think we we pick up the ball and run, but we we go into our half court sets rather than just trying to really push it. Like we get it, we get into the half court set fast, but we don't look to finish in transition. That's Casey's sort of style, but mm. yeah. I think M Plum suited that a lot. But yeah, just different style. Mm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I have quite liked seeing this year is um, Brigo not scared to make the tough call like gordon hayward he's had some really poor shooting games and brigo's just pulled him uh mm. today he only played 24 minutes because he was 0 for 6 from the floor um just him. Uh, yeah against washington he was 4 of 14 so he got pulled after 25 minutes mm. um he's got like four or five sub 30 minute games um and you know he's he's if you looked at the payroll you would consider him the star player yeah. know, getting 30 million a year uh, and some people would force play a guy getting paid that so you get your money's worth or whatever. But, you know, Barrigo's like, if you're not hitting shots, you're not going to play. And he'll I, put in someone like a Cody Martin or a Kelly Oubre who have been hitting their shot. That's, and I think with that, that's cool that you brought that up is because I think that's the luxury your team has. Like, you mm. guys got so many weapons. Like, if someone's having a rough night of it or a rough couple of games, you can just slide someone in. Like you said earlier mm. that Rogier had been a bit rough to start the season it doesn't yeah. matter you know you can just chuck in you know like you said martin or you know kelly Ubre into that you know two guard role or whatever and now roger yeah. is slowly building himself back up to that second option level and you know it's just that's why i liked your team from the start man like you guys have got fucking weapons all over the place like it you can put up 120 to 130 a night if you really really wanted to mm. and i think the good thing too is like Barrigo like forces players to earn their minutes like mm. yeah even like Lamelo Book- last season, yeah, Booknight, and he wasn't even he wasn't popular for that, but he, you know, he said he's got to he's got to earn those minutes. Mm. What wasn't then, there? A, wasn't there a situation earlier this year with um, Lamelo with he was getting into foul trouble, like getting early fouls quite early, and Borrego was just like, "Nah, fuck, you're not coming back until you sort yeah. it out." Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. They, he would he would pick up stupid fouls going for mm. for steals he shouldn't be. Mm. And yeah, so you know, Barrigo's teaching him by like going, no, no, like, don't do that. Even now, he still gets three fouls a game for a point guard. That's pretty insane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he was, um, yeah, he would pick up two quick early fouls as well, and then he'd have mm. to sit out for half the first quarter. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not the but, it's not the Illawarra Hawks, Lamella. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it, it's cool to see. I don't think Barrigo gets enough credit for for the the coaching um, he's he's doing. 
Uh, I, I see some Hornets fans like if if Lamelo's sitting, they'll ah, what's Barrigo doing? But he's he's teaching. That's literally what mm. he's doing. It's his job. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think he's a a great coach. Um, I, I actually think if if the Hornets keep playing the way they're playing, he should be in coach of the year discussion. Absolutely. I think I said that on our preseason pod that we did that I was pretty high on him if, you know, everything turned out to be good for the Hornets and it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are going to be, you know, in, in right in the thick of it for the, in the East anyway, like he should be a candidate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like if you, you finish like fourth or third or something like that. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Got to be, because yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I, I, myself as well. Like people weren't picking us to make the playoffs. Some people weren't even make, picking us to make the play in. Mm. So, well, not me, bro. Not not me, bro. I was all <laughs> yeah, in, bro. <laughs> um, oh, I think I was a little bit more pessimistic than most. Oh, I was too. I had them in ninth or tenth. I mean, now over under competition. Uh, which their win total for the season was set at 38.5. Fuck, that's low, man. Uh, you had them at 40 wins, but no one had them above 40 out of all 13 of us that were entered. So. Yeah, I had them at 40. That's right, right. Yeah, you had them at 40. Yeah, yeah, along I, with I think three, I had four a cluster of around 40, like that, just around 500. I think I had Washington and Indiana and maybe Toronto there as well, all in the same area. I think I think it comes back to like yeah, you if if you just have like the amount of blue chip prospects you guys have added over the last three or four years, like eventually it just has to come together. Like I had a similar situation in Philly with the Sixers. Like there's so like for so many years you draft so many blue chip co- talents that it just has to work because the talent is just gonna you know win out. But then when they start getting better then it comes into the coaching style and, you know, trying to get deeper into the playoffs. But as of right now, I see a lot of similarities between when the Sixers started coming up and the Hornets are coming. It's mm. really similar for me. Yeah, just on another note before we move mm. on, I think too, like, there's no really, like, dickhead off-the-court players in your team. Like, you know, Rosier, like, doing their players-only camp to start the season. You know, Jordan turned up. Yeah, yeah, they just seem to have the chemistry too between between the guys. So yeah, I think I think the worst thing would probably be um, either Kelly Oubre doing weird photo shoots in the desert, or uh, <laughs> Mason Plumley trying to rap, or yeah, or Gordon Hayward uh, watching the Boston PD play his wife. Yeah, well, you that's, know the, that's pretty pretty much it though. Other it's than all that, legal. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. No one's breaking any laws. Um, in fact, when Gordon Hayward was in Utah, that was probably actually uh, uh, That's how they roll encouraged. In Utah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think too. Um, if you ha- if you're having um, MJ come down to the courtside a lot more often yeah. than usual, so yeah. like I think that's a good sign too because he's actually enjoying the product that he's putting out there. So yeah, absolutely. I see, I've I've seen him get a few animated a few games the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, he <laughs> got real mad at Kelly Oubre at, at one point. <laughs> For chucking up a terrible three. Um, I, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's also funny. Miles Bridges released a rap album before the season started, and he's talking about like um, dropping ecstasy and like and killing people and stuff. <laughs> it's like now everyone's <laughs> forgotten about it. Like I remember everyone was like, "Oh shit, Miles Bridges is exposing himself." <laughs> he's from he's from Michigan, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And even the the Lamella is turning up to one of your guys' games in the fucking Riddler suit. Yeah. What the fuck? Although, like, that doesn't even... Kyle Kuzma just beat that just, oh, like, yeah. two days ago or whatever. Oh, the, the fucking flamingo... Fucking yeah, yeah, the flamingo sweater yeah. thing. Yeah. Sleeves <laughs> dragging on the ground, yeah. Oh, Kuz. <laughs> Playing well, too. Also, also from uh, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Miles Bridges, yeah, too. I think he uh, dropped the Pistons' names in, in his few of the songs, too, mate. So, yeah, watch out. Nah, he's restricted. He ain't going anywhere. No <laughs> sign and trade, eh? Sign and trade, Carl. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll take care. We'll segue on that. Um, <laughs> the Pistons. Nearly had uh, Malice and the Palace number two going on during the week. Uh, who, you, What NRL team's going to sign up, Isaiah? Twain, you reckon bah, Warriors so- to do with them? Nah, we we huh? too soft. We too soft to sign that kind of player. <laughs> uh, fucking, we. I would say it's Dizzle Rabbitohs. Hey, eh? the Roosters yeah. or Rabbitohs like those tough middle boards. I would, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably be the Rabbitohs. They yeah. they love, they love their big tough middles. Blood <laughs> coming out the face. Yeah. yeah. Fucking ready to rip and roll. They like their tough, <laughs> tough their tough guy shit. <laughs> so do you? If, if Isaiah got to LeBron, what do you think he would have done? Just putting his on the spot. Does he, he punch? Does he throw a punch? Yeah, that, yeah. that's not like a hold a me back situation. Like that's a, not hold me back. Not an NBA punch. I'm talking like, a punch here. Does he punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it would have been like, uh, do you guys remember uh, Shaq versus Brad Miller? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It would have been like one of those, a big old swinging haymaker. Yeah. Might not What's connect. That? But he would have tried. How um, many games if he if he hit LeBron in the face? Oh, how many games? Twi- out of the NBA, <laughs> twenty minimum. Like yeah. I can see half the season. He, he would have got 30, 40 games if yeah. he actually hit LeBron. Can't can't be hurting the 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 product like that. Yeah. But I, I, what pissed me off about this is all the people like he wasn't doing shit when LeBron was there. It's because he didn't know he was bleeding. Mm. And and LeBron obviously said something to him because they were talking, and then LeBron said something, and then Isaiah Stewart got really mad. Mm. Yeah, you could see that flicker in the yeah. eyes. Just... Yeah. So it's not a <laughs> it's not a Jimmy Butler situation with Jokic. Like I, I fucking hate the same people that are saying Isaiah Stewart was doing a hold me back were like, oh that Miami Heat photo in the locker room where the security guards there is one of the coolest photos ever. It's like that's one of the cringiest fucking things I've seen in my life. Isaiah yeah. would have destroyed that once. Yeah, he would have like thrown that security guard through down. the wall. Yeah, yeah. You can you can see when he I think initially, like you guys said that I don't think he knew what happened. Yeah. But when he goes back after Kay talks to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. But he comes back around. There's some bad <laughs> the intentions. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. old fake. That was, that was actually fucking hilarious. Yeah. There's some bad intentions. Like, but, he was ready to go. Like, you know, he's yeah. he's not fucking around. That's not a hold me back thing. Like, nah. He's, like, plowing assistant coaches. Like, just He nearly smoking. killed, like, Cade, man. Like, yeah. Uh, Franchise future nearly <laughs> got destroyed. <laughs> Cade's like, man, stop it, man. He's trying to <laughs> hang on. Oh yeah, he he just went wild, and I think Gosh. now the NBA casuals know not to not to fuck with Isaiah Stewart. Like, that's 
that's the thing yeah that's what i was just going to mention it was like now it's like bro don't fuck with him if he if he's ready to swing at braun like he's, not, <laughs> he's ready to swing at anyone <laughs> he's ready well, to he's go just, at anyone he's gotten in the face of Giannis before as well yeah yeah uh, and there was someone else as well. Oh, Blake. Yes, Blake. I fully yes. stood over Blake. Yeah, I like that. That Blake was a bit it's... of his mentor too. Not not real mentor, but yeah, one of his yeah, vets, you know, like coming mm, in as a rookie. Yeah. And, mm. But, yeah, I, I like that Isaiah's not going to take any shit from him. Yeah, he he don't take no shit, man. He's, he's and, Jama- Jamaican heritage too, Isaiah. And isn't he? He's a trained boxer too, I believe. Yeah, loves his boxing. Yeah, he he's about it. Yeah. So going, we'll just go back to the start of the incident here. Like mm. Isaiah, he's a physical dude, right? It's why people got pissed off of Adams when he first come into the to yep. the league. Yeah, he's exactly niggly. Right. He's going. He's going to hustle one of three throw. Um. You know, and LeBron obviously is like, what, what's going on? You, you're not supposed to do this. This is Yeah, yeah, what are you doing, young guy? I'm, I'm yeah. the king. Don't touch me. You don't full-court press star players. Like, and then and then it snapped, and he, and he threw that through the arm, through the elbow, and, and it was intentional. There's no way it wasn't. Now, I'm not going to yeah. say he intentionally hit him in the head. I Like, he he saw it though. He saw where his head was. He obviously his body was up against him. He, you know, like mm. I train karate. You know where you throw your fist. Like yeah. these are prime athletes. They mm. body position everything. They know more than the normal person too. They mm. know where you are on the court. So to me, I think he sort of meant to hit him. I think maybe he didn't. Re- like it was sort of a snap, right? Like it was like, mm. fuck, get the fuck yeah. off me. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. 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 Like, what he, and then he realized after, oh shit, you know, I've, I've actually clocked him in the head, but it was definitely an intentional swing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a situation like, and I'm sure you guys have played pickup before. It's, you know, that guy that always like fucking just goes after every rebound and, you know, he's yeah. picking you up 90 feet. That annoying guy. Well, in that situation, Stuart was the annoying guy, and LeBron probably fought in his head. Let me just give him a, a little nudge here so he'll calm down. But unfortunately, <laughs> the nudge caught him in the face, and then, you know, it sort of, you know, went. I think really the intention was just to like give him a bit of a nudge just to let him know, like, hey, young fella, settle down. But obviously, you know, he fucking, you know, clocked him right in the face and got a well deserved reaction from Stuart as well. Yeah, so to me, like, yeah, like, I understand it from Isaiah. I thought mm. once he tried to ball it, like, pulled Cade halfway down the court with him, I thought, <laughs> bro, now now it's time to relax now. Like, and then when he went into the tunnel too, I'm like, bro, calm down now, man. Like, you're going to start Malice in the Palace too. And do, you that, th- <laughs> do, you th- do you think the owners in that, when they were watching that shit, were like, Oh no, not again! Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he just fucking had fucking PTSD and shit. <laughs> like no, yeah. not again. The arena <laughs> announcer was telling people do not throw things on the court. Like he was like fully like being the teacher like to the yeah. fans. And even though I think the fans are just stunned, they're like what, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, like we're ready for him to pop out on the other other side of the bench. Hey, like Corey Joseph was over there, like. 
ready to try and stop him too. I mm. was fully expecting him to come out, man. I was like, no one's stopping this dude. But can, can we talk about Russell Westbrook's like fighting GTA stunts? <laughs> Um, why I order fighting stunts? Like, what the fuck was that? Bro, he were, he had such a wide base. If he just got like kicked in the leg, he would fall <laughs> over. Yeah. Oh, wish you know. Yeah. Apparently, he's yeah, about he's... it though. Apparently, like I've read stories that like he's like in the when he was growing up, like he was he's another one that's like he's ready to go sort of thing. So maybe it was just a reaction from his part as well. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I oh, think he would be. It's just awful. Yeah, it's terrible stance. <laughs> like, uh, and DeAndre Jordan standing there too. Like, if Isaiah Stewart ran through you, you'd be fucking out for 25 games. Come. Yeah, down. yeah, come. Cut it out, bro. It was funny seeing the guys defend, like, DeAndre Jordan would have smoked them. <laughs> yeah, like, Lakers fans are the worst, man. They're, uh, they're, fucking, they're, they're fucking annoying, bro. Um. I, and even oh what well, they the announcer in the during the replay mm. oh it looks like LeBron might have accidentally touched Isaiah Stewart there it's like you punch him in the face <laughs> punch him in the face what are you man doing like come on man like and I know around the face like around the eyes and stuff you do bleed like pretty easily you know? it's like mm. come on man like there's blood fucking pissing out of his head there like yeah <laughs> accidentally touched him yeah yeah it, so. It's one of the more like funnier moments, like even though it was kind of like you know it was, it was a bad situation with fighting and whatnot, but like just to see everything pop off and him like fucking doing a full ass spin move on Cade to go back and try, <laughs> yeah. try and get LeBron was like hilarious to me. Oh, that the NRL voiceover commentary was awesome on that. It was oh, it's so good. Look it up. Yeah. There's I someone did a, a WWE one as well, and they, yeah, I uh, saw the I saw the WWE Steve Austin's music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw um oh some it must have been like a local Detroit Michigan native was like they quote tweeted the video and like added the Detroit Lions were like sign them up now we might <laughs> win the game <laughs> six nine running back yeah, yeah. well fucking defensive line but it's like yeah, oh, um, oh yeah come down on the quarterback yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw um Bill Simmons's comment I thought it was pretty clever was like. Lakers announcers doing an incredible job of blaming Isaiah Stewart for attacking LeBron's elbow with his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like that. Yeah. Land. yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, fucking, the, what also bothered me was before the suspensions were announced, the, um, the Lakers PR team, the clutch PR team was in oh, full Shams effect. They even too. had Shams on the job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, LeBron tried getting a hold of him to apologize. Like, if LeBron wants your number, he can get your number. Yeah. There's no way. LeBron, LeBron cannot get Isaiah Stewart's phone number. book and couldn't find his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he was sifting through the white pages. Or yeah. some, could not find his name. Or some, like after the game, or, you know, have a shower and whatnot, a simple knock on mm. the opposing locker room. Hey, can I come and yeah. have a chat? You know, yeah, it would have been dusty. Like Stewart yeah. would have been chilled by then. Yeah, he would have calmed the fuck down. He would have been like, yeah. oh, fuck, I don't like you hitting me in the face. They would have hashed it out, yeah. call it a day, all good. Yeah, but exactly. Nah, like, it's all, it's all mm. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. To make LeBron well, not seem like this villain, because he has a habit of doing shit like that when he's losing. Mm. Um, You know, the shove to Joel Embiid last season as well. Yeah. When uh, Embiid was, was mid-air. Um, and then everyone was like, fucking Lakers fans were blaming Embiid for it, like for going for a dunk. It's like what? <laughs> like, what's, 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 what's that? 
fucking hell. Well, the good thing is we'll be playing the Lakers in a few days' time. Mm, and yeah, both players will be eligible to play because, like, I wasn't extremely pissed at the suspensions. I, I still don't see how Isaiah gets more games than LeBron. Mm. I just, because yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's because it's LeBron. I get that. I still put, think it's bullshit. Let's put, say, Markeith Morris instead of LeBron. Does he only get one game? Nah. Five? No. If, at yeah. least five. Yeah. Okay, let's even put someone who's not got a dirty reputation. Uh, what about James Johnson? Just He, doesn't, re- he doesn't just he, get one game. Nah, he'll get it he'll probably in that five range as yeah. well. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know if it would be four, because Jokic is hit in the back on on Morris, and he got the one game too. Mm. Um, I just I, I just can't see how Isaiah gets more than LeBron. Yeah. Like I, I'm actually I'm like I'm happy with LeBron only getting one game. Like to, um, to me, like I'd rather see the players play. But um, yeah, I know what you guys mean though. Like it's it's obvious favoritism, like yeah, to the superstar. But I just will give them a game each. Like I think I think Isaiah deserves something, man. Like he just continued yeah, it on yeah. for a long time. I'm not I'm not saying he didn't. He definitely yeah. deserved the game as well. But yeah, it, it's they said uh, Isaiah got two for elevating the situation. I mean, I think LeBron elevated the situation when he punched him in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. I, Exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like even well, two each. I, you know, I, yeah, I just, yeah, one or two each. Like yeah. basically, they gave LeBron a rest game. Yeah, that's that's all it was. So first ever game suspended too. So it's just like you know, you get punched in the face. You're supposed to, oh yeah, thanks LeBron. I'll have another one when you're yeah, ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, like, yeah. sir, may I have yeah. another? Yeah, it's like no, man. Like if you get punched in the face, that's yeah. we on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, Isaiah was having a really good game too. I'll get into a bit of gameplay from the Pistons. Um, mm. We, yeah, we were playing really well. Jeremy Grant went off. Um, yeah, I think he had thirty six at the end of the game. Uh, end of second quarter, I think he had like four threes in a row. Uh, but we were playing just really, really well against the Lakers, and I think that's where LeBron must have just started getting too pissed off too. Mm. Um, I'm I'm happy we were at. We're obviously. I think we're second to last still. I think yep. we're ahead Just of Orlando. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cade's Cade's starting to play better now. Mm. Um, his shot looks really good, even though it hasn't been um going in. His three point shot. But man, I love his finishing, eh? And he's he's like Maxi. He's he's got that calm head on his shoulders. He. Mm. He's just a natural born leader, man. He. I'm so glad we picked him number one. Yeah. Uh, even though Mobley had a really good start to the season. But, yeah, I just like his temperament. I like his clutch scoring has been really good too at the end of games. Um, I think he was like fourth in clutch scoring um, a couple of games ago. It might have changed by now. Mm. Yeah, so, man, I, I'm happy we were at. I've, our young guys are developing along. Um, Sadiq Bay's been really good for you guys. Yeah, he had a slow start mm. shooting-wise mm. too. But mm. he, he's they're letting Bay create more off the dribble. Yep. Um, running a few plays for him, whereas last year he's basically more just a spot up shooter and a three and D type guy. Whereas this year they're using him a bit more. Mm. Um, Killian Hayes has been really good too, man. And I've loved his defense. Uh, he hasn't played the last couple of games, but man, he's all over 
he's all over opposing guards. Even Biggs, mm. when he gets switched onto them, he's he's harassed them, man. It's it's not fireball like, but it, it's it's close, man. He's well, he's a big dude, eh, man? He's like he's six, six five, five, six six. Yeah, range. Six, five. Yeah, yeah. Cade would be six six. I I like that having our backcourt these big long guys, man. It, it's mm. really helping our defense. Um, I think Diallo, for you guys coming off the bench, he gives you good energy. Like, he had a really, I think it was yesterday or the day before, he had a really good game and he was just like, you know, 10 quick points off the bench or something. And I think he's one of those guys too that you can sort of, you know, build around. He's a really good, you know, off the the bench energy guy. Yeah, he, what I haven't liked about him is the fit. Um, Mm. It's not Diallo's fault though. I think it's Mm. more how Casey's played him rather than, Diallo's strengths like he's not max like our biggest problem is shooting mm. and like the athleticism's there we don't have a like a rim finisher like Stewart's not that either that's our two weaknesses but if Diallo's in the right spot with the right guys around him yeah he can be really effective like mm. he's just not a shooter so that's the trouble when him and Josh Jackson play together they are actually quite similar yeah uh players so we sort of and then, then if guys that are our shooters like Bay or Frank Jackson aren't nailing shots, we get really limited. And then mm. they, the opposing teams just clog the paint up and let us shoot. Then we start struggling. But that's what I like from K2. He'll attack the basket when nothing else is going on. Yeah, and his, like he had a really good finishing layup over Anthony Davis. Davis got him back at the end of the game, but... He's not afraid, and he can finish really high off off the glass. It's it's really cool to see. So yeah, man, I'm I'm really happy where our team's at. I think, yeah, I don't see one of Josh Jackson and Diallo being here at the end of the year. I think we might make a couple of smaller moves. Yeah. Um, obviously we'll be at the the bottom end of the standings again. Um, so we should get another high draft pick. But yeah, and I think Casey's been okay. I've actually liked him this year a bit more than last mm. um his coaching style so and interesting because mm. a lot of people are saying he might be one of the next coaches fired if uh, like, i don't know they're, so. they're not happy with his um with his rotations yeah i think like i'm not 100 percent happy with the rotations either but you know we're, we're limited in what we can do mm. so it's not entirely his fault like mm. and i think we're testing shit still like Letting Bay run stuff. Yeah, like. which is that's what you do. That's what you do in, in yeah. this situation. Mm. Like it, if our shooting was bit sorry, Dwayne, if if our shooting was better, we'd be winning a lot more games. We're, and we're mm. hanging in games too. Mm. Like mm. um, I think a lot of people just see Corey Joseph and like, oh, what's he doing there? Like he's not not flashy at all, but he's a veteran, he's showing them how to do, you know, locker room dude. He and he doesn't make stupid plays, but you know, he's, we're not going to rely on him to score, but people just see him like, you know, what's he doing there? He's he's a shithouse player, but he's actually been okay for us. Mm. Um, he has had a few bad games too, but, yeah, we need to play some guys with experience with the younger guys. Like we can't just play saving league two. Mm. No, I think Casey's doing an all right job for the moment. I think he'll he'll end up being like a mark jackson type when it's time for the team to take the next step mm, yeah. i think we'll look for a new coach then yeah yeah so what do you what do you guys think of the pistons so far oh i was just gonna say um before that 
in the last five games, they've, they've only had one game where they've been blown out by 10 or more. Um, they went really close with the Heat. Um, they went really close with the Lakers. Um, Three-point game against the Warriors. Um, had a win against the Pacers, which was a close game. And, you know, another close one against the Raptors. So, like, even the Sixers games, the two that they've played against the Sixers, like, um, those games were really, really close as well. So, like, they've, they stay in the game, like, pretty much all the way through. So that's a good sign for a young team that mm. they're able to battle through and, you know, not get blown out every other night that they're actually competing. Yeah, they're definitely competing. Mm. Mm. Aiden, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, that, that's it. I'm about, I'm about the same. Like, <laughs> as long as this actually reminds me of Atlanta a couple of years ago, when mm. they like, I think it was Trey's rookie year. They were really, really bad, but they were fighting, and mm. um, I really like that. I think that's the best way to rebuild is, is as long as you uh, always put up a fight. Like the, you know, there was the Philly back when the, you know, in the process, and they were throwing <laughs> Isaiah Cannon, guys, and it was yeah, and it was just embarrassing. And yeah. Jeremy, yeah, Grant. I don't necessarily think that's the the right way to rebuild. In saying that, though, I saw a picture of. Philly summer league team from a few years back and it was oh fuck I can't remember who it was but it was like all guys that are playing big roles in the league right now so Jeremy Grant was in there Christian Wood uh, Alex Caruso uh, be, uh yeah Christian Wood Ben Simmons and someone was at power forward or someone Rashawn was at center. Christian Wood was at power forward uh, it might have been Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn yeah it might have been Rashawn Holmes so, so it was Caruso yeah. on the sixes. yeah Caruso was on the <laughs> sixes um uh, summer league squad for one year. Yeah, Philly would love Caruso. Eh? Oh fuck yeah! Like yeah. we had uh, Caruso and and the and somewhere in the rotation, fucking we would go nuts for him. He would get the same kind of love that TJ McConnell got. Yeah. yeah. Even now, when TJ McConnell comes to Philly, like they every time he does something, like fucking Philly fans cheer the shit out of him. Just those yeah. hustling, you know, hustling mm. boys, eh? hard workers. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've liked, I like, I really like. Uh, you already mentioned it, but Cade seems like mature beyond his years. Um, like even all the pre-draft interviews, he was saying all the right things and, and things like that. And uh, some people can put on a bit of a show, but it seems legit with him. Um, you know, the way he was trying to calm down Isaiah Stewart, um, you know, risking his life, basically. <laughs> um, and also the game a few, uh, few days ago against the Rockets. Now, Jalen Green has this thing where he's been talking shit about Cade, not necessarily about Cade, but about the Pistons for not picking him first overall. He He's doing the Draymond Green thing where he's like, I was snubbed and I'm taking it personally, <laughs> even though he was picked second overall and not second. like 30th overall. Um, and then he was talking shit to Cade all game. And then after the game, Cade just said something like, oh, it was just noise for TV. I don't, he didn't say anything of any importance to me. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, did, I just sort of like that, yeah. you know, most, most young guys like want to want to get in on all that, you know. They can't just take it and, and brush it off. It, it, it sort of reminds me a bit of like the Tim Duncan stories you hear. Yeah, where, given, like the trash talk just doesn't phase him. The KG shit, eh? Like how KG would just be like constantly in his ear, and then Tim Duncan would be just like, "Yeah, cool, man. I'll just drop thirty and thirty on yeah, your yeah. head." And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Draymond Green as well. Draymond yeah. Green said, you know, like. I talked talk some shit to him once, and he just stared at me. So I never talked shit to him again. <laughs> His Cade's demeanor actually reminds me a bit of LeBron. Um, 
like LeBron coming in early into the league too. You know, you just mm. knew he was a pro. Like, it's they're both, you know, young dads. Like, Cade's already a dad and he only just turned 20. Mm. Like, you know, and the, yeah, he, they're just, they're just pros, man. It's it's crazy how they come into the league at twenty. I, I was a young ticket, you know, like <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Like these guys come in, like yesteryear, man. Like you know what happened to the NBA players? You know they'd be fucking on drugs or whatever, you know, drop out. But yeah, he he's just a smart leader. Mm, so yeah, and, yeah, he's he's awesome, Kate. So glad we drafted him. Mm. Yeah, so. Um, let's go, yeah, quickly around the league too before we get into this Bleach Report um, article. Uh, of note, Phoenix Suns wrapped up their 14th win in a Ooh. row. Um, CP, just just what a change of one guy to a franchise, eh? And with all the shit that went down too with Sava and they just kept on rolling, like, that mm. hasn't phased them at all. Um, Aiton's been out a bit, like, man, at, I know the Warriors are getting all the talk, but it, it's Phoenix sort of gone under the radar here with like with the Warriors sort of sort of dominating headlines, and and Phoenix just like, oh, you know, we won fourteen in a row. They lost one more game than the Warriors. I watched them today against Cleveland, and Cleveland gave them all they could, like you know, push them, but you just never felt like Phoenix were going to lose that game. Like they were down like ten or so in the third. Just it just like as soon as Chris Paul comes back in after he's had a break, he just marshals them around, tells them where to go, what to do on defense. Like they're just a really meticulous unit as a you know as their their unit as a team. They just they know what to do every time they play on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I think I'm reading it here. They're eighth in offensive rating and third in defensive rating. But you know, having been a top ten in both categories, you know that's good signs. You know for a championship contender like i'm really looking forward to them playing golden state though because like that's a whole different animal to contend with mm. like just the all the off-ball shit that golden state do they like to you know send screens and you know try and free up steph so it'll be interesting to see how phoenix combat that but from i've liked what i've seen from phoenix so far it's just like they've got on gotten back on the horse and be like fuck we lost the finals last year fucking West has got better, fuck it, we just got to get back and, you know, get back to work sort of thing, and that's what they've done. They have had an easy schedule, like the Warriors, mm. Mm. but to me, they've just got like that, like even with Aiton going out, the rest of the, like Cam Johnson stepped up, like he yeah. had a pretty bad start, and, you know, Mikael Bridges, man, jeez, what a player. Yeah. Just both ends of the court, eh? just so efficient, just, He's he's like the prototype analytic guy, hey, Mikael. Three and D guy. Just your you know, if you're building a three and D prototype in the lab, as you say, he would be it. Yeah, he would be a like mm. I think he's second behind Go Beer and effective field goal percentage. Um mm. or true shooting, sorry. Um yeah, just such a key component eh? and C P just running the show, just yeah. You know who else has stepped up for Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah I know. No, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking. <laughs> fuck that guy. No, be no I would never give credit to that. Fucking he's been young. good though. Like, nah, he's, he's injured. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> no, uh, Javale McGee. You're yeah. not allowed to say good in Kaminsky in the right in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, no. 
Um, so JaVel McGee's averaging 10.7 boards in only 16 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. He's had a couple of massive games with eight and out. He had a 19.14 board game a few days ago. And then even today, I think he had a 13.12 board game. Mm. Just but, knows his role. Like yeah. he's been around. He's been around championship teams. He knows what to do. It's, it's it's quite interesting that he's actually developed into quite a smart player because he had the reputation when he was younger Shaft of being a, a complete fucking yeah. dumbass. Yeah. Um, um, so no, I I because I actually I said I liked the signing when it happened, but most people were like, "Ah, oh, is that all?" Like McGee's a guy I wanted last year for the Hornets when he mm. was in Cleveland. Mm. Uh, yeah, he just he knows what he has to do. He doesn't try and do more. You know, like you got Dwight shooting threes in LA now, and like Javale, he just he gets the boards, he puts them back in. Like that's what he does. Yep, and he, you know, once in a while he'll, you know, fucking block a couple of shots at the rim yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, he's just one of those bigs that knows what he's doing. And, you know, over the years he's, you know, become really accustomed to that role. Um, He actually leads the Suns in PER. Like, that's surprising mm-hmm. to me. Like, fucking, I know PER is a flawed stat and, you know, it's been, you know, things to death about it. But, like, just to have someone that's only playing, like you said, 16, 17 minutes a game and he's the le- your team leader yeah. in PER, that's insane. And, um. Would you like to know who's third, Aiden? <laughs> nah, nah, no, no, Aiden would not so like to he's know. He's tied with Chris Paul, believe it or not, and he. Uh... <laughs> like, if you he take out the starting the league line, in tiny arms too. <laughs> Shortest wingspan in the league. Um, if you take, like, if you look at their bench, right, and you see mm. their bunch of names from like a year ago, I would have like chucked, I would have spewed. Like, yeah, a little bit of spew would have come out of my mouth, like. Shamit, Kaminsky, Alfred Cameron Payne, mm. like yeah, Alfred Payton, like I'd be just like, Bleh. yeah, but it fucking works. Mm. It, does, it just works, man. And how, how much of that is them, and how much of it is Monty Williams? Yeah, I think that's the key one there. Yeah, well, yeah, Monty and CP too. Mm. Just yeah, taking yeah, no CP shit. Well, yeah, it's an obvious yeah. hierarchy that these guys. You know, they go in line and get the job done. And so it's funny, eh, just how much leadership really matters in the NBA and it shows. Oh, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, what else has been happening in the league that we can have a yarn about? Um, Luke Walton the, getting fired for the Kings? Yeah, that's yeah, I was just going to say. Should have been last year. Took them way too long to do it. Yeah. Speaking of leadership, I mean... Vivek just has to get the fuck out of any decision making here, doesn't he? He yep. just needs to needs to let McNair do his job. Like, yep. It's obvious, man. Like the talents there across the roster. Like they could have, you know, obviously yes, they could have drafted Luca, all of that stuff. But like, there's good players in their team, and they shouldn't be losing to a Philly team that started all their backups. <laughs> Not at all. It's like I saw that game the other day. Because I was watching it, you know, for a while, and I was just like, "We're gonna lose this," but you know, it's expected because you know we've got no one playing. And then I was just like, "Geez, the Kings are horrible! Like they can't even get to their like on half court. They can't even set up a play to you know get it to their guys, or got no one that can post up properly. Like it's it's a fucking struggle to watch them play." Yeah, and it shouldn't be. Like mm. I've got good play. Like Harrison Barnes was it's, having, having a career. Yeah. 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 
Rashawn Holmes, you're like Fox, Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, who everyone's drooling over. Like, yeah, man, oh, uh, Davion Mitchell still got one of the coolest nicknames in the NBA. Off, yeah. off night. That's off right. Night. I'm sorry. Yeah. If he's if he's defending you, you're gonna have an off night. Yeah, just that's it. Fucking badass nickname. I think, I think too, like the handling of the Marvin Bagley situation hasn't been great for the chemistry oh, of that team that. as well. Like it's just that's just and again another shit shit show from a team that's been a shit show for like almost ten fifteen years now. Like it's just run of the mill for these guys. Like they don't seem to know or care. Like get them the franchise in order. Like it's always something going wrong in that franchise. Like Tristan yeah. Thompson is just publicly bagging his own franchise. Like. Yeah, yeah. And they rewarded him with more playing time. Yeah, like what? Like. Even in the Sixers game, like Buddy Heald's having a full-on conversation with Doc Rivers. Like everyone was joking about, oh, he's asking him to be traded to to the Sixers or whatever. But like, you know, you don't have a three-minute conversation with the opposing team's coach, you know, while you're playing for another team. Like it's just, just shit so, like that. Yeah. Will they really trade me for Simmons? <laughs> Do you come think on, it's man. possible, Doc? Oh, the, come and get me, man. I'm ready. <laughs> Shooting 40% on 11 threes a game. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get oh, me I the think... fuck out of here, man. Yeah, <laughs> please, man. I think this team is is doomed to, to fail until until Vivek either sells up or just learns to back off and let mm. the actual people he hires run the team. But there's there's an issue there. Like, there's talent here. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, but uh, there's always been talent here, and they haven't had a good run since Rick Edelman left. Which was yeah. weird, like oh, 06, or something? 06, something like that. Like, was that? Yeah. The artist year was the last time they made the playoffs That's when he was right. there. Yeah. yeah. So 2006, I'm looking at here. So, fuck, they haven't been to the playoffs and all. Sharif Abdurrahim, yeah. I think. Yes. It was the second long, we looked it up last week, second longest drought. And out of all the big American sports, after the Mariners, yeah, it's been twenty years for the Mariners. Mariners and twenty years, and the then Kings. the Kings for fifteen. Yeah, hey man, Mariners were close this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy. Like just that, like you guys said, they've had some talent come through the place, and just you know, just has like they had Demarcus Cousins there, Demarcus Cousins in his prime, like they should have been able to do something with that mm-hmm. um they had isaiah thomas there you know for a bit they had you know mike malone who's a really good coach there for a, you know for a minute like they had the pieces there but just again like you guys mentioned vivek just you know wanting to play fucking you know four on five on defense and drafting nick stauskas and yeah. all this other shit that I he's think, done yeah just, i think um vlade had a big hand in fucking this team Mm, mm. He, yeah, the the rumor is he didn't draft Luca because he had a personal grudge with Luca's father or something stupid like that. Yeah. I don't that, know how true it is, but it's that believable. That's true, man. That's the that's bad thing terrible. is that it's actually believable. Like the fact that you would even believe it shows how bad uh, Vladi was. So I'm looking at their um, draft choices since 2008 here, so. Jason Thompson was taken in the 12th overall <laughs> pick. That's like, yeah, yeah. 
Om- Omri Kespi and Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans was okay, but he flamed out pretty okay, fast. Yeah. He was good at Sacramento. Yep. Um, Average 25-5 as rookie, yeah. 2010 got Demarcus Cousins and took Hassan Whiteside in the second round. Obviously, you know, we know about well, Whiteside. the same Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. yeah. Um, the following year, the last pick of the draft, they take a point guard of Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Um, 2011, they... Oh, shit, I didn't even know. They were the ones that took Bismack Biombo. It's like, oh. But then traded him to the traded him to the Bobcats, obviously. Um, 2012, Thomas Robinson. That's even fifth overall pick. I don't even think he lasted yeah, what, two, two, three years. Uh, ben McLemore and Nick Stauskas, back-to-back years. Willie Cauley-Stein. Mar- that was a Mar- bad one. Marquise Chris, that's a fucked up, that's a bad one. He was uh, traded directly to the Suns. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. That, yeah. that was the one. But then they also drafted uh Papa Giannis. What was his name? Papa Papa Papa. Papa yeah. Um yeah. and that's yeah. the one where Demarcus Cousins actually tweeted. Yeah, what like a question what mark or something. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um seventeen they take oh Zach Fox. Collins, but Fox, but then Zach Collins, but they trade him to the Blazers. Um they took Gary Trent in 2018, but then obviously in draft day trade as well. And then Marvin Bagley, obviously we don't have to touch on that. But yeah, just like just a list of fucking stupid choices. Like Spencer Hawes at 10. Um, <laughs> just like, you Spencer know, Hors. Spencer Hawes at 10. Like just just lists of fucking stupid draft picks. Eh? Like just things yeah. that they don't even fit like you and you can see why they've been in the rut for so many years because they constantly take the wrong guy like willie Cauley stein as the sixth overall pick like come on man like really well they haven't made the and playoffs right they so they've had, had, they had lottery boogie. picks for 15 years in a row yeah didn't they have boogie when they drafted Cauley stein that high yes, yes they yeah. did at boogie or or nba boogie too 2015. yeah 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 Fucking like insane prime, prime boogie yeah insane yeah it's been a shit show so mm. man and yeah, gentry's in there now he doesn't want to be called interim coach either um but good luck to that gentry like yeah i suppose if you play if you coach 20 games in a row for the kings you're sort of like permanent yeah because <laughs> yeah the I amount think- of coaches i've been through is crazy the saddest thing is apart from adelman luke walton's the winningest coach in sacramento kings history isn't he Yep, I'll just. I have a. Dave I, I saw that. Dave What's Yeager's that? One. Dave Yeager. Is... I think Walton had a higher percentage than him, and it was okay. like forty nine percent or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, not no one over five hundred. Yeah, apart from Edelman, I think. So Edelman's at sixty three percent as the yeah, best. Without the, yeah. And then see where he is. Yep, and then two the randos from the forties and sixties are Harrison and McMahon. Uh, Cotton Fitzsimmons was at 50.4%. Alvin Gentry, who's coached two games, and he's at 50%. So great start. <laughs> lock it great in, Gentry. Lock, lock it in. But, yeah, um, but like you said, um, Aiden, Luke Walton is pretty high up on the list in terms of hmm. winning percentage at 42%. Then you've got Reggie Theus, who was at 41%. George Carl was at 39%. Um, <laughs> Michael Malone, which is surprising, was at 36. I didn't realize he was that low. Uh, Keith Smart, who was there for two seasons, 34%. Paul Westfall at 29%. Tyrone Corbin. Oh. Two, yeah, this 
there's some Where, fucking that's interesting. Where is Dave Yeager? Yeah, I'm looking. I don't at... think he would be that low. Dave Yeager, ah, thirty nine point eight percent. So he's just above George Kyle. But yeah, even Eric Musselman, who had one season as their coach, has a higher percentage than Kyle. I completely Carl. forgot he even coached. Yeah, 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 fucking forty forty percent <laughs> winning percentage. Um, the late great Bob Cousy, forty percent winning percentage as a coach. So like uh, yeah, in the Sacramento Kings era, Luke mm. Walton is the second highest winning percentage yes. for a coach, yep. which is yep. insane. Unless Alvin Gentry gets them yeah. to five hundred for yeah. the rest of the season. Unless he wins his next game. Yeah. Yeah. They got. <laughs> oh, the Kings. The Kings. Same old the shit different year. Continues. Yeah. Yeah. Same old shit different year. Uh let, let's talk a little bit of worries before we move on to this. Um Top 24 under 24. Like, what's the thing here? They're getting hyped by a lot of people, mm. but they've deserved this hype too. I mean, they've still got Clay Thompson to come back. How mm. there's, a, there's a couple of factors for me on why they've been so good. I mm. think just the healthy Curry. He hasn't been healthy in a few years. I think the the... The changes in the foul calling too is actually it hasn't hampered them as much. As yeah, because of the way they play. Mm. Yeah, the, the isolation stuff. Yeah, they they don't play like that. They don't play heavy pick and roll either. So I think there are factors. Um, and I think just like the guys that are picked up fit into their system a lot better. Mm. But Bielitsa, um, yeah, they Gary just P- Gary Payton Jr. Gary yeah. P- yeah, the emergence of him and Paul. He's playing really well. I, I'm so happy that he is playing well. Like, he's found a home in Oakland where his dad's from. I think that's really cool. Mm. Yeah, like, so what, where do you guys see the Warriors? Like, people are legit talking and coming out of the West now, like, all of a sudden. Like, there's big question marks then leading into the season. So, yeah, where do you guys sort of have them now? Like, how much has changed? Or do you see them just coming back to reality a bit? I think I think when you have a defensive rating and, and you're the best in terms of defensive rating, that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like offense comes and goes, but if you're, yeah. you know, defense is solid from the get-go, I think that's a sustainable thing for this team going forward. And it does look like they've gone back to what they were successful in doing on that side of the ball in the 15 run, where it was just a lot of switching, a lot of... You know, six, 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 seven guys guarding smaller dudes, just switching out on everything. Um, just and it looks like the leader of the defensive unit, Draymond Green, is back to doing what yeah. he does best. That's probably He's the big defensive player of the year mode again. Yeah, um, and the playmaking's back with him too. Okay. Like he's, you know, he's around about eight assists a game, seven point five at the moment. Um, and then just having, you know, Steph Curry have, you know. What an MVP type season again? It's fucking. It's insane that it's only taken them two seasons to reload and fucking get the ship yeah. back on the on the water again and start you know chugging along. So it's it's fucking it's insane that they've got back this fast. Yeah. They have also, had one of the easiest schedules. So I don't, I don't even think that actually matters to be honest. Like they're blowing these teams out. It's not like they're zone. just winning against easy teams. They're smashing them. Yeah, and then they did. Take care of Brooklyn pretty easy too. Yeah. Mm. Um, Lakers 
they've their first game against the Lakers. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, they started much... with the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. You know, the only two losses, one was the Grizzlies in overtime, and then one was uh, my boys. Yeah. And that um, was a that was a four point loss, and the overtime loss was a three point loss. But I see Carl's point too. Like, um, there's a lot of like I'm looking at their schedule here. There's a lot of Thunder, a lot of Pelicans, Rockets, yeah. um, but, Timberwolves. But they're what I will give them credit for that Chicago one. That's a quality yeah. one because Chicago's yeah. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, I've watched a lot of Chicago this year, and I feel like they're in that mix with like Miami, Philly, Charlotte as you know one of those deep Eastern teams. Like. They're really good, and they laid them out like nothing. Um, the Brooklyn game, obviously, you mentioned as well. So, like, yeah, they just, you know, they're just trugging along. Um, I, I think, but like I said, like the defensive stuff is sustainable. I think they're going to be there, thereabouts at the end. Yeah, I think like you know, you, they have had easy games, yeah, but like they beat the Thunder by twenty-one points. Yeah, um, they beat us by but twenty. Uh, 18 points. They beat the Pelicans by 40 points. Uh, mm. You know, they, today, beat the, they beat the Hawks yeah. by 14. Um, yeah, they beat Philly today by uh, 20 points. Yeah. Um, you know, that like uh, the, the Detroit game was, was very close, but like the games that they're playing against the weaker teams, they're blowing them out of the water. Mm. You know, which is, is what you're meant to do. Like, it's yeah, I, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, only lose nine games the whole year. Like, I don't think they're going to beat that record. But I think them finishing first in the West is um, quite like it's a, it's a very distinct possibility. Mm. It's not a foregone conclusion or anything like that. But yeah, they're, they're absolutely in the running. This isn't a fluke or anything. Yeah, I I've, I'm very surprised that for a team that's second in offensive rating and scoring and, you know, top five in pace that they've only got three guys in double figures. Like I would assume yeah. that, you know, they'd have more guys in double figure scoring. Like they would assume five or six, but they've only got three guys, Steph, obviously Wiggins and Paul, which is yeah, quite surprising. It is. It is a little surprising, but mm. they, they get the big games from like random yeah, People the random. Like Damian Lee, I think, had a big game a couple of days ago. Uh, Bielitsa's had a couple of big games. Mm. Uh, uh, I think Otto, Otto Porter had a couple yeah, of double-digit games. Yeah. Oh, man, he must be just so happy. He's just <laughs> he's wide open threes. All the time. All day. All day. Wide open three. Hitting 45%. Interesting, so what you... to, interesting oh. to see what they um do when Clay comes back with Paul. Yeah, that's um, exactly what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. Just do they just play them together, or is like Paul going to be relegated to like a six man type role? Let's, um, I'm assuming that you know, that's you what I re- would do. Yeah, I, I would, would, I would have Paul as the, as, the, as the guy off the bench, mm. but you could still play them together in stretches if you wanted yes. more shooting. Yeah, um, if you wanted to go small, you could put Wiggins at power forward and Draymond at center as well. Mm. Like, well, if you Wiggins wanted to go, has been defending better too, so yeah. Yeah, I like, like a, that. That could be the yeah. new deaf lineup. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. I I think um I do think Paul becomes a sixth man, um, mm. but I think he still ends up playing a lot of minutes with the starters. Yeah. Well, you can play um, Iggy in that place too, rather than Wiggins too. You yep. can play Draymond, yep. Iggy, Paul. Yep. If you want to go more defensive, Harry. you put put Iggy in instead of Wiggins. Yeah. It's probably yeah. one of the biggest stories of this year is that they've actually got Andrew Wiggins playing 
decent. <laughs> you know, this, is, you know <laughs> this is what they've um, been. This is what he's been hyped as since he came into the mm. league. Like a, yeah. a decent defender, although he was billed as a lockdown defender, which never happened. But mm. he he seems focused. Like it, it, all the drama that before the season started with him is gone. Yeah. Like no one's even talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. you know, he's he's shooting nearly fifty percent from the floor. Like he's not taking terrible shots. Yeah. Um I I've I've been someone who's always criticized Wiggins, but I, I you know, full credit to him. He's he's come in and he's worked, he's done what he's needed to do, and it, the results are showing. Mm. Um yeah. I'm I'm interested to see like because I'm look I've looked through their schedule and they haven't played a truly elite big man like a Giannis or an Embiid or someone of that ilk. Like, I would really like to see defensively what they're going to do with Giannis. Like, what, what, like, is that their Achilles heel? Like, did that, because they don't really, besides Draymond, of course, but Draymond ain't going to stop Giannis, um, to be fair. And like, the Wiseman hasn't back yet. So he hasn't, we, he hasn't even seen the court. So, like I'm just very interested to see when they actually play up against a really dominant big guy, like one of those two, see what the game plan is like. How are they gonna attack that? Is that one of the Achilles heel? Mm. Mm, yeah, I, I think you'd see. Even though Iguodala can't stop Giannis one on one, I mean, who mm. can? But I mm. think they just play all these smarter players. Like, yeah, I think um, you could run a, a Looney as like a Al Horford light from the playoffs a couple of years ago. When mm. Philly Philly beat uh, Milwaukee, yeah, um, like He's very very Looney's a very similar style to Horford. Not uh, not as good, obviously, but yeah, mm. he's not going to stop him. But he can do enough to disrupt him. And then you've got Draymond, who is very smart defender. Yes, uh, yes. I don't think you're ever going to stop Giannis, but you can throw him off his game. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting to uh, to mm. see because they've played their schedule and I've just like they've played some decent bigs. But they haven't played the truly elite big man yet, so I'm just fascinated to see what mm. the plan is too. And I think oh, two... Anthony Davis in the first game, but yeah, he had yeah. he had 33 points. So. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I'm just very interested to see how it goes. Mm. Like um, they've got Phoenix back to back coming up, so like mm. you know I'm really interested to see how those two clash with each other because like that could potentially be a Western Conference Finals coming up in the next couple months or so. So. Yeah, really looking forward to those matchups. For sure. Definitely a good question there. Mm. And I think, yeah, when it comes down to playoff time and all that, all those ones come up, eh? like, how are you going to stop Yoko? How are you going to stop Giannis? Mm. How are you going to stop LeBron AD? You know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's always interesting. But, yeah, having guys like Draymond, Iguodala, like even JTA, you know, Gary Payton second, like, they've just got smart defensive guys. Like, mm. Otto Porter too, like, even Clay too, like, you know, there's, they've got smart guys on this team. If they, even if they get, like, something out of James Wiseman when he comes back, just anything, that would be such a fucking bonus to them. Just having someone of that size and skill level out there with what they're doing currently, fucking, it would just take them to a whole nother level. Oh, yeah, if they unlocked Wiseman, like, yeah. offensively too like geez like he can hit threes and finish on the inside like doing two-way shit you know like just you know being that big that they've always needed um it'll be fucking insane remember there was a week 
or so last season when people thought Wiseman was the rookie of the year, like when mm. he first came out because he came out firing, like was just killing it. There was like a week where everyone's like, oh, Wiseman's the real deal. And then him and Kerr, for whatever reason, butted heads and then he got injured and it hasn't come right. Mm. So I, I just I, like the I makeup of the Kerr team. Can... Oh, sorry, Carl. Like, you like, remember like Kelly Oubre like shooting over three defenders and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought they just put a, you know, Curry was, you know, coming back off injury and. Draymond was all pissed off. I think I think it just wasn't the right situation for Wiseman to come into. Mm. Whereas like mm. this year I think is a lot better for him to ease his way actually, into the rotation. Yeah, I was just about to say they can ease him in, literally mm. give him like fifteen minutes until he finds his bearings. Yeah. Like and it's no the, pressure. It's the same with Clay too. Like they can ease Clay in because Wiggins and Paul are playing so well. Like mm. Clay doesn't have to necessarily come back and be that second option straight from the jump, he can just, you know, earn his reps, get closer, 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 and then hopefully by playoff time, he becomes, you know, you know, 80% of what he was so that the playoff push, they can really, you know, try and get to the finals or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're, in good, they're in a good spot, the Warriors. So, no, mm. it's been good watching, fun watching them again. Um, no doubt everyone might turn on them at some stage if they <laughs> continue being too good. <laughs> for me, the only time I turned on them was when they fucking signed Kevin Durant after winning 73 games. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually, I found them, in that 70 win, 73 win season, I found watching them really fun. Like, they oh. play an actual really fun style of basketball. Mm. It was just when when they signed Durant, it was just over, Ken. It was insane. Then, it was... Yeah. <laughs> And then in the following off season or the season after that one was they got Demarcus Cousins too. So like yeah. they just built up that fucking villain thing yeah. right to the core. Oh yeah, yeah. how quickly it, the ties can turn on you. Like mm. you know, everyone wanted them to win at the start. So like, yeah. the Warriors are finally good, and then fuck the Warriors. Yeah, they, <laughs> they won. It's like okay, that's enough now. Yeah. Right, well, let's have a little chat about this Bleacher Report article that just came out. Um, yeah, it's got a few heads shaking, and um, it's it's interesting. So what they've done, they've done a top 24 players, under 24. They've ranked them in order. I'm just going to go through it here. And, yeah, there's some obvious question marks in this ranking. I've got number one, Ja Morant, number two, Luka Doncic, number three, LaMelo Ball, four, Anthony Edwards, uh, what a dunk today that never actually got counted. Um, yeah, we talk about nice dunk, so nice. Uh, Maxi, Tone's boy, number five. Tyler Hero, six. Mobley, seven. Tatum, eight. Trey Young, nine. Miles Bridges, ten. Scotty Barnes, eleven. Jared Allen, twelve. Fox, thirteen. Cunningham, fourteen. Cole Anthony, fifteen. Garland, sixteen. Aiton, seventeen. Halliburton. 18, no, 18, 17, Halliburton, 18, Huerta, 19, Franz Wagner, 20, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 21, Taylor Horton Tucker, 22, SGA, 23, Davion Mitchell, 24. Where do you want to start on this? I think there's some... Re- oh, fuck it, I'm going to start. SGA should not be 23. Um, no, that's the one that... No sense at all. me. Yeah. 
to me, he's top five. Um, top five under 24. To rank him 23, having Taylor Horton Tucker ahead of him is ludicrous. So it's just nonsensical. Um, I don't know how anyone, anyone can write NBA and rank SGA underneath Taylor Horton Tucker. Even the most loyal Laker-centric person on Twitter could, like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, they're not even Horton Tucker as well. Like, they have him behind Franz Wagner. Like, I like Wagner, but, like, no. Like, SGA has been the number one option for that team in OKC for, like, two seasons now. Like They had France, to sit him because they're winning too many games. Yeah, too many games, yeah, exactly. Like, they couldn't <laughs> play him because they, they he was fucking up their tanking policy. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Crazy. So I've, re- I've got the actual article up here, and it says the reason he's so low is because he's only shooting 40% from the field. And thirty-one percent from three. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. He, he I even don't says care. <laughs> the Thunder are still tanking, so the wins and losses don't matter. And he's already gotten paid. What I don't know what that's got to do with anything either. What's says, getting this, paid got yeah, to do with anything? But, and he says, but this isn't the start he or the Thunder wanted. I think it's the start the Thunder wanted. They're not winning games. But it just makes no sense. Yeah. It's funny, I think I'm reading the article too, because the second paragraph, it says he's staying on the back end of the list because he's been good enough for his first three seasons and shown that he's worthy of a franchise player. Well, yeah. if you're writing that, then he yeah. should be in the fucking top 10. Yeah, then. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you're just contradicting. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Makes no sense your, Contradicting yourself there. Stupid ass list. Okay. Yeah. Twain, I'll go to you. What's, what? Tell me another one that you think is way off here. Um, there's, I think there's plenty more here. I even though I personally like what he's done this year, like I don't think Maxi should be in the top five. Like I think it's what he's only been the starter for like ten games or so mm-hmm. this year. Like and even though he's been great, like I've really liked enjoying him playing and all that. But like, like he's ahead of like Tyler Hero, Trey Young, Trey Young, Jason Tatum of all people. Like it just doesn't make sense that a guy that's just assumed the point guard role for a Philadelphia team going through a lot of COVID shit right now for the last 10 or so games is that high up. Like, I don't get it. Like I would have him 15 ish range, 15, 18, 15 around that area. I wouldn't have him fucking five. That's for damn sure. It's okay. Aiden. Yeah. I I agree. Like Maxi is a fucking nice player, but it's been a very short, span here where he's been really really good so yeah the resume between maxi and sga is not even close like sga has put in the work for the last three seasons like he should definitely be higher up than what they've given here for maxi yeah um i think uh the one that jumped out at me after the sga one uh i think there's a lot of recency bias in this list um tyler hero has had a really good season but He's ahead of Jason Tatum. Mm. He's ahead of Trey Young. Like it's yeah, you know, uh, two even guys Fox to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, even Tier yeah. and Fox has had a rough start. I, he shouldn't 
I don't. I would take him over Tyler Hero every time. It's it's just like yeah. It, it's because he's had such a good start to this season, and they're like, oh, let's put him in fucking sixth place. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, this, this article's pissing me off. Man. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, it's making me angry. Like it I'm just looking is. at it I'm, going. I'm genuinely angry. <laughs> Um, like I love Lamelo Ball too, Aiden, but mm. can you realistically put him ahead of like a Trey Young who's taken his team to the Eastern Conference Finals? No, if this was on like potential, yes, but that's not what this is. This is the top twenty-four players under twenty-four. Like Tatum and Trey Young need to be in the top five. Yes, without the, question. The resume that they've put up the in their seasons since they've entered the league is very franchise player worthy and they shouldn't even be questioned. Like they're in the same sort of category as the Luca type resume. Yes. You know, they've done everything possibly they've you know, to the start of their career that they have, they've built up that resume. Like compared that to whoever else is in front of them is is a joke. Like even the one that's pissing me off the most here is why is DeAndre Ayton at seventeen? Like, did they not watch last year? Like, he just went to he, the finals. He just went to the fucking finals on the back of his play. Like, he was yeah. really, really good in the Western Conference Finals and the Western Semi-Finals. He was the big reason why Phoenix advanced. And they have him at 17. And from what I can read in this article is because he had a leg injury. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I love Jared Allen more than a lot of people. But Jared Allen is not better than DeAndre Ayton. No, not at all. It's, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reasons. Like I'm looking at Cole Anthony right now too. Like another, he's a good player, but it's it, it's a recency bias thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Cole Anthony's if, playing out of his mind right now, but you even, wouldn't have him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have Cole Anthony over, um, you know, uh, Shea or even like someone like Jaron Jackson Jr. I think it, his position's fine. If it was a potential thing, I'd move him up, but he's been injured, but. Yeah, like I wouldn't have. Uh, well, I got sidetracked when I saw Jaron Jackson there. Um, <laughs> who the fuck Cole was Anthony. I talking about? Cole Anthony. Oh, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's not better than SGA. Like, no not even way. close. As good as he's played, it's not even close. Um, another one here that's like kind of not pissing me off as much, but it's like Evan Mobley at seven. Like, that's really high. Like, even though mm. he's been really good to start the season for Cleveland and He's got that, you know, defensive impact that he's already shown us. But, like, just to have him ahead of someone like Jason Tatum, like, yeah. it seems insane. Like, Jason yeah. Tatum's been to multiple conference finals. He's been a multiple-time All-Star. He's been a multiple All-NBA type player. Like, Evan Mobley hasn't even scratched the surface of what he's done. And this article is putting him ahead of that. It's insane. It's I, I feel like this article is is didn't know what it wanted to be, whether mm. it wanted to be the top 24 under 24 or whether it wanted to be based on potential because it seems to be a bit of both. Yes. And, it, and it, that's that's what part it of it is, is yeah. really fucking with me. Um, my favourite one... players under 24. Yeah. yeah. There's one massive omission, and I mean massive in both the um, – metaphorical and physical sense uh big boy zion's not on this list yes that's at the all. one that nowhere like yeah. i know he's been injured but come on now 
Like he just yeah. averaged like what twenty seven points, ten boards last year. In year two, like shot sixty percent from the floor in year yeah. two. Yeah, like people could not stop him. Like to me, well, who say right now, Anthony mm. Edwards or Zion? Who are you picking? I'm I'm still going Zion. I'm going Zion. Yes. Ed, Edwards yeah. has uh, growing pains. Uh, I'm definitely going Zion. And he was ranked four. Yeah. You know, now, now you get to Lamelo Ball or Zion. Now you think, mm, you know, a bit more questions. It's, it's, a, it's a little, little tougher. But like, yeah, Zion, uh, he didn't make his team better, but he's put up numbers and he's dominated and he had fuck all help. Mm. So you can't put that too much on him. Like he did what he could. And even a few, a couple of months ago, if you put Jar Moran ahead of Luca, mm. people would call you fucking nuts. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. But that I don't mind it. Yeah, I was just about to say, that's one part of this list I don't have an issue with. I think it makes sense. Like, Morant has actually really made the Grizzlies better as a team, whereas Luca has sort of put the Mavericks on his back. It, it's like they both have done amazing things, but I think Jar actually makes his whole team better with his play. Mm. Damn if Luca unlocks that. Yes. Oof. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it's it's dangerous. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't. Zion have emission is bad. Like, yeah. it's it's some version of Jar, Luca, Tatum, Young. Then you're thinking about putting Zion ball. Then you've got yeah Zion and yeah. I think that's sort hero, of hero. That sort of yeah Lamelo goes in that in yeah. that area. Uh, SGA is is SGA up in that area. Agent, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fox. Like even even Scotty Barnes being at eleven's like fuck that's a that's, yeah that's full blown recency bias man yeah like just he's yeah. been nice but like fucking it's not like he hasn't been better than like some of the other guys on this list that are yeah. lower than him like it's yeah, yeah I didn't I'm don't not know. taking Scotty Barnes over Shea Gilgis Alexander no nah. not at all no and then, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even take like. I wouldn't even take um, Scotty Barnes over Darius Garland at this point. No. Like, I no. like Darius Garland. I like Darius Garland a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were doing a recency bias, where the hell's Jordan Poole? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, the, the list is a mess. It just doesn't know what it wants to be, man. Like it's, yeah. the, I think it was Horton, so bad we had to talk about this. Yeah. The, yeah. The Horton Tucker one's just egregious. Like, he had three good games since he's been back in the, in, in the lineup. Yeah, and then like they just like, oh yeah, he's he's you better know. than his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta have a Laker over on there. If uh, any, w- if anyone, anyone picked Taylor Horton Tucker over SGA, I don't think they should be allowed to even watch basketball with wrestling. No, nah. yeah, absolutely. That's just crazy. Yeah. That's... My five-year-old daughter. Would know to pick SGA over Taylor Horton Tucker. Come on, man. Jeez, um, it's just fuck it. It's, it's driving me wild right now. <laughs> uh, just, I'm, yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, Taylor Horton Tucker's current employer would take SGA over Taylor Horton Tucker <laughs> at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like fuck, they would love to have someone like that on their team. Kobe would rise from the dead. And fucking trade Talon Horton Tucker for SJ right? oh, I guarantee it. No questions asked. <laughs> oh, god damn. What a well, mess, just, Bleacher Report. We haven't talked just, about Bleacher Report in a while, and of course they have to come up with this crap for us to... I was just going to say that, that 
I was just going to say, like, fucking, you know, here they come again with their cesspool articles. So nothing new from their part. Mm. No one's talking about us anymore. We don't have Alex Caruso to lean on. Yeah, yeah. can't hype (laughs) Alex Caruso because he's not a Laker. Let's put out a shit list. (laughs) Well, it it got its um, intention. It got everyone worked up. Well, it got us definitely worked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm legitimately mad at this list. Mm. It makes me angry. It's fucking terrible. Um, well, you just, just, just got to look at the comments in that article and people are on the same, well, most people are on the same wavelength as us, you know. Like, what the fuck is this list? I hope whoever yeah. wrote it got fired or whatever <laughs> the case may be. But, yeah, insane. I just want to ask one, well, our three guys, our three guys on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cunningham, Maxi, and Bridges. Bridges is a really interesting one for me because he's so he's a lot more efficient than what people think. He's not just a dunker; he can do a lot of other stuff. As you said, Aiden, he's played center. Where he's a really interesting case. How high is he here? And then Cade too. It's interesting to know where Cade goes in this. But how Aiden with Bridges mm. like? Where does he line up behind here? Like, he's still underrated in in a sense. Like, mm. is this is Bridges actually ranked like out of all of this bullshit list? Is he actually ranked sort of in the right spot here? It's it's one that I didn't have too much of an issue with. Um, like I actually think he's pretty even with SGA at the moment. I think they're in the same tier. Um, I would have Fox up there with him as well uh Aiton, i think needs to be up there as well um but i th- i think the placement isn't horrendous i might have him down a couple of spots but it's not it's not egregious like some of these other fucking ones mm. i think i think this is where he deserves to be but like guys like trey young should be higher shouldn't be one spot above him yeah. i think yeah but I think he deserves to be over the likes of Barnes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, hundred percent. I think you could make the case that he's in that group just behind your Tatum's and your um, Trey and Lucan, that sort of group, because the versatility mm. that he's dis- displayed this year. Like I said it when we were talking about the Hornets earlier. Like he gives me a lot of Sean Marion vibes in Phoenix. Like. He's a Mr. Fix-It-All for you guys, eh? Like, he can play center. He can play power forward. He defends, you know, some the, the best guy in the other opposition team. Like, he does a lot of different things. And I think at some point that, you know, we as a you know fan base have to reward people's versatility. And he's one of the more versatile players that, you know, in the league at the moment. Like, he can do so much shit for the Hornets. It's, in, it's unreal. Mm. Where do you guys put Cade amongst this group? Does it's, I mean, if it's not based on potential, I think Cade has to be near the bottom. Just he's he's shown flashes, but he just hasn't done much yet. He's been injured, his yeah. shot's struggling. Um, but if it was on potential, he would. I think he's sort of in the in the right spot. Although some of the ones above are, are too high if it's on potential, like Jared Allen, for example. Um, but if we're assuming that this list is, as of right now, who is the best player under 24, um, and you're going off his NBA body of work, I think Cade needs to be lower. Mm. He's with a 
Yeah, he's with the Franz Wagner and yep. those sort of guys. Yeah, Cole, Cole Anthony, that's on, oh, maybe not that low. Um, that Tyrese Halliburton range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It needs to be above, like, your, your THT and your, your Davion Mitchell. Yeah, even Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't done that much, to be honest. He's, he's mm. had a game winner finally, but, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Nah, that's a shocking list. <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, even cool. seeing uh, my boy Red Velvet in here isn't enough to cheer me up. Mm. <laughs> I love Kevin Herter, but this list is so fucking... And where the yeah. fuck's Isaiah Stewart, man? Come on. <laughs> He'll be charging for all these dudes. Yeah. Man, where's my... Bo- you know, if you... Like, I don't know his age off off the top of my head, but, like, I'm looking at the Davion Mitchell thing and it's like, oh, yeah, his defense is defense. My guy in Philly's defense, Thibault, yeah. is just as good or if not better than his. Like, why is he not mentioned in this article? Like, he's a fantastic defender and just going on that short bit of article they're talking about Mitchell was his defense why he's on that list he's, like, he's nearly 25 ah shit so he's just uh, just over yeah, the board he's, damn it he's just yeah. over yeah oh well never mind then <laughs> <laughs> well Davion on himself will be too, he'd be 23 he's an older rookie yeah so yeah I'm, I'm picking Thibault though if, if yeah. I want to defend him I'm picking Thibault mm. yeah well, that about wraps it up for tonight. Uh, a few things coming up in the near future. We're going to, um, well, we might be doing a bit of a bit of a rap podcast next. Yeah, rankings of rap as well. This is going to be tough and interesting. Yeah, be a tough one. Be a tough one. Uh, ranking Christopher Nolan movies after that, and uh, we'll probably do a Sport Codex award show towards the end of the year, and obviously NBA all throughout the year as we do. So, no, thanks for coming back on, Twain. Good to catch up with you. And, um, yeah, we'll um, yeah. have you on. Well, I definitely know you'll be keen for the rap podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. no. All good. Um, I'm happy to be back. Sorry for the long absence. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, bro. It's uh, life, eh? It, yeah. It gets yeah. in the way sometimes. Yeah. But, hey, you got to. Gotta do it. We're not the main priority. <laughs> um, yeah, as always, Aiden, cheers for coming on, bro. And yeah, um, yeah we'll catch you for our next time. Over and out. Later.